Good morning to everyone. Howdy. I am uh, delivering this homily right in my office in, in another school. Um, well, I usually hold the office in Southcrest, Parrot Southcrest, where we have a chapel. Uh, but one day in the week, I uh, stay at the, my office at Parrot Southdale Preschool. And from here, uh, I comment on St. Luke chapter 7, first verses, in fact, 1 to 10. When Jesus had come to the end of all, he wanted the people to hear, he went into Capernaum. This is an interesting line because uh, Capernaum enjoys this privilege of being the second residence of Jesus in Israel. The first one would be naturally where he grew up, that was Nazareth. But for his public life, he moved, he himself moved. He left his mother in Nazareth and set up his house or his residence in Capernaum. And uh, Capernaum is located at the northwestern corner of uh, the Sea of Galilee, uh, near the shores of the Sea of Galilee. It is here in Capernaum where Jesus cured his very uh, favorite apostle Peter, uh, Peter's uh, mother-in-law, who we learned from when uh, she was cured. She stood up immediately to serve the rest in the house. Receiving, having received a gift, she used her gift, the gift of health. She had been sick, so with health returned, it was returned to her for the purpose of her being of service to the others, being available for whatever, whatever is needed by Jesus and his, his gang his gang of 12 apostles and disciples. A centurion there in this uh, uh, place of Capernaum had a servant, a favorite of his. St. Luke is uh, particular in pointing out this, a favorite servant of the centurion who was sick and near death. Since he was a favorite, the centurion preoccupies himself in finding a way to cure his servant. And having heard about Jesus, he sent some Jewish elders to him to ask him to come and heal his servant. Being a Gentile, there was this uh, cultural divide between Jews and, and Gentiles. So there were Gentiles in in Israel, like the centurion, and uh, he did not find himself, uh, you know, adequate or uh, prepared to meet Jesus himself. When they came to Jesus, they pleaded earnestly with him. So those Jewish elders were uh, requested by the centurion to approach the master. 
and uh, they pleaded with Jesus and they, they tried to convince him. He deserves this of you because he is friendly towards our people. In fact, he is the one who built the synagogue. Which is an important place for the Jews. Because every Sabbath, they gather there in a synagogue. And, you, and if you visit the place, the present day Capernaum, where they have excavations, you will find an excavated synagogue, parts of the synagogue, the, the, the layout, the, uh, the print on the ground where the synagogue stood. So there are certain remains there or uh, uh, indications of where this synagogue was uh, located. And so Jesus went with them with intention of curing the servant of this centurion and uh, and was not very far from the house when the centurion sent word to him by some friends again he did not approach our lord he used his friends sir he said do not put yourself to trouble because i am not worthy to have you under my roof and for the same reason, I do not presume to come to you myself. But give the word and let my servant be cured. And his reasoning for this was, For I am under authority myself and have soldiers under me. And I say to one man, go, and he goes. To another, come here, and he comes. To my servant, do this, and he, he does it. And the next line is a very, it's an amazing line. It says, when Jesus heard these words, he was astonished at him. Is there, it is, it is singular. This, this astonishment of Jesus. He admired this centurion. Because he says, he said to the crowd following him, I tell you, not even in Israel have I found faith like this. He has not found faith like this. The faith that this centurion had and manifested because of his, his uh, way of con contacting our Lord, transmitting messages to him. And finally, the clincher, when he compared his power as a centurion, able to tell his soldiers, his servants, what they should do, he had faith that Jesus, who was and is more than just a centurion, but maybe God himself, powerful, almighty, just give the word and my servant will be healed. And it's so amazing, this statement of this, uh, uh, this centurion, that we remember him, we immortalize him, these words, in the Holy Mass, just before communion. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word. And my soul, this time, we refer to our own souls, shall be healed. At that time, it was it's for this servant of this 
centurion. Shouldn't we imitate this kind of faith? You hear this every time you go to Mass, but do we replicate it during the day? Manifesting our faith. It's not that every time we say it, we get everything we, we, we ask for or we need. That's not the important point. The important point is that we have faith in God. And we should manifest this faith in total trust in the Lord. Maybe in the end, He doesn't grant it. But it is a singular grace, a grace of faith that we manifest when we make acts like this. We trust the Lord. Just say the word, and my soul or my servant will be cured. And when the messengers got back to the house, they found the servant in perfect health. The Lord knows what he's doing. Let us entrust ourselves to him. We ask for what we think we need, but always ready to receive whatever God has in store for us. Thank you for listening. And by the intercession of the most blessed Virgin Mary, may God be with you and his holy angels accompany you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Ciao!